imagine that song playing when you and your pal are sitting in a room together right before you're about to take a young lady to Paris, how pumped up you would be if that song was playing at that moment. We're back. The fifth week of Omar's Angels podcast. This is the week 12 recap. A ton happened last week. Everything is still up in the air in the league. We've got multiple teams that can still make the playoffs. We've got multiple teams that can still get a bye week. And we've got two teams that are still really competing for that, that beer combine. I'm joined by my astound and esteemed colleague, one of the handsomest men I know, rocking a Rutgers sweatshirt tonight, Sam Hasty. Hey, everybody. So before we kick into gear, we've got an advertisement from my PAC, and it's 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 about me a little bit. It's it's not really like pumping me up. It's (laughs) it's really it's really more what I'm going through as a person. So I think everybody should should understand where I'm coming from and why my behavior is the way that it is. Attention. This message is intended for members of the Omar's Angels Fantasy Football League. Although it is a time-honored tradition that the owner, whose team finishes in last place, has to endure the last place punishment, there is a potential loser amongst you who suffers from hesabitinitis. This rare disease causes its victims too. Send an abundance of texts in the group chat. Act inappropriately with the hopes of receiving attention from his friends. Trade for Lamical P. Rhine. Drop Lamical P. Rhine. Pick up Samaje P. Rhine. Drop Samaje P. Rhine. But most importantly, this debilitating disease makes it impossible to drink and exercise together. Death is not only possible, it is likely. Now that you all know that a member of your league has hesabitinitis, you will all be personally responsible for his death if you make him go through with the punishment. He may or may not have a child and a mortgage. So in addition to the jail time you will receive, you will also have to pay off all of his debts and future child support. So this hypothetical child grows up as privileged as someone with a large head who grew up in an apartment in Brooklyn Heights and whose father is an absolute legend. That type of person doesn't suffer from hesabitinitis and also deserves to lose this league. Please make sure he loses. Please. This message was brought to you by the PAC for Sam Berg, the greatest fantasy football manager of all time and best GM in the league and also the handsomest. So to kick things off today, shut that fucking dog up. To kick things off today. I know, hold on one second. You don't want Elvis on the show. So to kick things off today, we've got a very special guest. The commissioner, Maxwell Warner, is here to join us and talk about What's up, the league that he oversees. And I'm personally really excited about this. You know, oh, yeah. most commissioners get booed when they come out on stage. Max is not at that point yet. He, he is in that Adam Silver zone right now where everyone still loves him. I think you give him a couple of years. Maybe he blocks a trade or something like that, and he'll get on people's bad side. But right now, he's in everyone's good graces. Max, welcome to the program. Thank you, boys. I, I am uh, I'm, I'm so pumped to be here. You guys are fucking killing it. I, I, uh, I, can't, I can't believe my, my shitty recaps in my, in my uh, cubicle at Blackstone have turned into this this illustrious podcast i actually i went back max I, I should tell you the first week that sammy recaps was born um i went back and looked at some of the first first iterations and they were exceptional man like from from day one you set a high bar i gotta say i uh it it, it set us up for success i spent way too much time throughout my early professional days um stressing over those Dude, those, they're brutal. Like the right are the they're, fucking they're, oh, worst. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Those can't get out. No, no, no. Those the, those can't the, get out. There's some the really, podcast, really offensive shit in there. The podcast is much less offensive than the recap. Oh, for sure. 
for sure. No, there's no doubt about that. Except, yeah, I mean, I'll, although I'll say, I think the class of 07 is starting to take a little heavier hit now that we've gone, now that we've gone audio. Well, I agree. The class of 07 deserves it. Although I was thinking about this, and Max, Max and I spoke about this this week. AJ's trade for the first round pick last year, it made sense. He had actually won eight games in a row. And Absolutely. He, 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 may, he may have had either the best team or the second best team in the league that year. So if you're going to go for a championship, he was going for back-to-back championships. That trade didn't make sense. Yeah, it's just the <laughs> Might I also trip. add that AJ, AJ is also by far and away the waiver wire king of this league. Yeah, no, I, AJ, I AC's catching, James AC's Robinson. Oh, dude, first-round picks, first-round picks, second-round picks, doesn't matter to AJ. AJ's always in the mix. This year, he fell off a little bit. Injury bug is what it is. But Highlands is inexcusable, absolutely inexcusable. AJ, who got the, AJ on uh, your team this year? I'd probably, well, Carson, and then right, I got him. <laughs> Lamar Jackson might be playing with the, with a brain injury or something. <laughs> So, Max, I know that there was one thing that you – before we get into the actual interview, I know that there was one thing that you wanted to clear up. Um, It was a fake news statement that was made by Ian Goldberg when he appeared on the podcast, (laughs) when I challenged him on his his playoff experience, and he said that he was in the championship one year. I was like, were you? And he was like, no, I think I was in the semifinals. You did a little digging on that, and I just wanted you to share your findings. We did some some digging on that. Ian Goldberg actually made the playoffs our first year as a six seed, um, put up 85 points, got absolutely, to use Hasty's term, boat race by Highland, um, which is never a good sign, uh, 550, and lost. And that's the last time we've seen of, of Ian Goldberg in the playoffs. So that championship talk was uh, entertaining. And man, ISIS, ISIS is starting to, starting to stumble. Like, let's, let's get into ISIS in just a little bit, but because I want to just talk about one thing. It, you know, we give AJ a lot of shit for that trade, and it's, it's certainly deserved. But, you know, Max, I think you have some accountability to take here for, for the super team that exists, right? Like, totally. You know, so – Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the deal made sense for you because you, it got you to a championship, right? It um, did, and, and, and I didn't need it, which was the worst part about it afterwards. It was actually – I would have won with Aaron Jones. So I, I definitely kicked myself about that. Um, about aiding terrorists and funding terrorism, but <laughs> not happy about it. Uh, it made me richer at the time, but funding terrorists often does. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that team's they've they made the moves that they needed to make to put themselves in a position to win. Christian we, Fish we, is a hot uh, commodity, and he is. I'm He's hearing back. I'm He's hearing back. rumblings, especially after the last couple of weeks that. Think, Fish thinks he deserves a little bit more than the 50-50 equity split. And I know Andrew Weiss is in the market for a GM. And I'm hearing <laughs> that there could be an offer in the offseason to acquire Christian Fish's services. And, you know, it's that that would be scary. He'd there be there could be a situation. And, 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 and listen, you know, Robentini and, and Pomponio have been – no shows at a few drafts and a few of our drinking festivities and weddings and stuff like that. Um, and I'll tell you, if there's another no show, we could be looking at a, uh, a potential transfer in equity here. I mean, there, there, we, we, we could be looking at Christian Chris getting his own team. I, I've thought about it. I've thought Adam about it. Adam Silver we'll is we'll turning see. into Goodell. We'll wow. see. We'll see. But, but, you know, some owners in the league have to take some accountability and show up to things. And if, if that doesn't happen, um, we could be looking at some changes. We, you know, I'm not going to give away my, going to show my hand too much, but wow, he's I won't stand for you about it. I won't stand. I mean, for I won't stand for peppering you about it. No, he no, he hasn't. He actually hasn't. He actually hasn't. But I, I will put some extra pressure. I was going to get to this later, but I will put some extra pressure <laughs> on on ISIS because why the fuck not? A one seed has never won our league. I don't know if you guys know that. A one seed, not only that, has never won a playoff game in our league. Get the fuck a out. one seed has been balanced really? every year in the first round. Was AJ the one seed last year? One year? Or, 
year one of our league, Mr. Burke's Water Bottle, by the way, the best team name in the history. I think I'm going back to it. You, need you to. have to. It's ridiculous. <laughs> get, get rid of Dorsey. I agree. AJ said so, it. So, so I'll, I'll be honest. The reason I deleted that name is because last year I went through some stuff where whatever, it doesn't matter. I was just trying to be a better person. And I've uh, become a better person, but not that good of a person. I need to get that name back. Switch it back. Switch it back. LOL. Dude, there was, it was water in that bottle, wasn't there? It wasn't bottle. Sick wasn't effort, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but Mr. You, I mean, you, you boat raced Kev and won the league, right? And then we look at the next year, MAGA took out Highland as a one seed, which I had to look up like seven different times to make sure I was reading that correctly. Highland, Highland actually was, was a one seed. seed. He yeah, was. I made a bad trade that year, too. I made a bad trade. That, that year. was I, I was shocked. I traded him. I traded uh, him Michael Thomas for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, that's a bad trade. Yeah. Bad and trade. then last year I was a six seed. I took out I took out Glenn as a one seed and won the league. So Any, there is pressure on ice. There is pressure. A, like a one seed has never won a playoff game. And think then, about like, that, Christian Indian. Never like, won a playoff. Game. I know Goldfarb is stumbling in, but man, so is ISIS right now. They are. It's true. And Goldfarb deserves this. Goldfarb deserves this. He's been the most unlikely, unlucky fantasy manager in history the last three years. Weiss this year, but Goldfarb deserves every bit of this. Yeah, the uh, Dusty Hopkins. need all the money the you can after Dusty showing out for that ring. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't disagree with that. So more, going back to you just as commissioner, what I want to hear from you is this league's been around now. This is the fourth year. What and you've been you've been competitive as an owner as well. But what are you more proud of? Are you more proud of your performance in the league as an owner, or are you more proud of your performance in the league as as our commissioner? That's a good question. Right, um, I am the only team to make the playoffs all four years. I want you guys to know that 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 is a fact. Um, so while that's the easy answer, I think I'm much prouder of, of the commissioner being commissioner. I uh, this league exceeded all my expectations. I mean, I, you know, when, when we first started thinking about putting the league together, um, you know, I never imagined, I never imagined it would be this. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was supposed to be Hemis instead of Glenn, which is pretty funny. Um, I'm happy. I'm not, even though Glenn's not in our chat anymore, I, I, I am happy with that trade-off. Um, I love seeing him crush like 50 Miller lights once a year at our, at our drafts and having Vito do everything for him. But um, no, man, I, I, I'm happy to be commissioner. I, uh, you know, as we get older, I think like, you know, we still, all, all of us, you know, still have the same relationships with one another, but we definitely don't keep in touch as much. Right. And I think that this has been a great um, catalyst. So just like get the gang back together. Right. We've all been at each other's weddings and, um, you know, see each other a lot more and talk every day. I just, I love it. I mean, I, women will never get it, but like, this is, this is, we live for this shit. So I, I'm a definitely commissioner. Definitely commissioner. Good answer. Great answer. Great answer. So yeah. why, we, why we love you, commissioner. You've obviously taken this league from a startup to, at this point, you know, we're a high growth league. Um, I think a lot of people are paying attention now to, to what's going on here. So you're a hot commodity and it's possible someone's going to try to poach you away. So if you were interviewing to be commissioner of another league, what would be the thing on your resume that you feel most proud of talking about in the four years that you've been commissioner? That's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I, uh, there's one thing that I don't know if I would put it on a resume, but it's something that I'm particularly proud and kind of stunned about. So like one thing that we do differently, it's not like a game changer. I would say like, I wouldn't rip on other leagues for not doing this, but I customize the schedule every year. And, you know, like when you play in a normal league, like we're, you, all of us, most of us are in, you know, Goldfarb's never heard of a fantasy league before this. Um, neither is Ian, but like most of us are in other leagues and, you know, you have a cookie cutter schedule where like you play 11 different teams for your first 11 weeks. Right. And then your 12th and 13th week, you basically play the first two teams that you played in that order. And it is what it is. And the way that I've set it up is like, I'll switch it up every year. Well, I'll have, I'll have certain guys play each other like back to back weeks. Like, you know, you lose a heartbreaker, your boy, like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's, let's get at it next week. Like let's, let's get some revenge. 
Um, so I, I've kind of done that over the years. You know, it could be the week, it could be the week after, it could be you know three weeks apart, whatever it may be. But it just keeps it interesting, um, and, and not like what you're just used to. The fact that I was able to um, put together two schedules unintentionally and have Andrew Weiss go two and twenty-six is easily my best accomplishment <laughs> as an owner. It's as a commissioner. It's not even close. If you played those two seasons 150 <laughs> times over, that couldn't happen. It couldn't happen. I've never heard of anybody going on in 13, let alone two and fucking 26. Yeah. No, and I love now. He's now, he's four and eight. So he'd be six and. Well, that's what he's doing. He's what? What a hasty. What is he? What is he? Six four and 57. <laughs> so, so let's go back to that because I think, I think that was a really good answer. And I can't think of a single time that people have played each other in back-to-back weeks. So did you like? Am I taking crazy? No, it's it's, ha- it's happened before. It's happened before because I remember. I think it was like our second season. AJ, I want to say it was you. You texted me. You were playing whoever had like a sick team that year. You were playing the back-to-back, and I think you got blown out by like sixty points. I got, and you texted I me like, "Are you fucking Roventini. kidding me right now? I have to play Roventini next week again." Yeah, it was something like that. And it was like, it's, oh, fuck. It's I, funny. I didn't realize that you did that, but I always have noticed that the schedule is a little – because I'm playing Bomb Squad. Different. It's yeah, a little I, wacky. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I don't spend, like – I don't spend too much time on it. I don't think about matchups like that. But I will fuck around where, like, I'll just throw, like, a random – I'll throw, like, a random back-to-back in there for somebody. And sometimes people don't even notice it, but, like, that's not what it's about. Right? Like, if you do notice it, you notice it. But it's just the subtle things that go into, like, being commissioner and making things interesting. And that's just one of them. Um, and I love so, rivalry. Yeah, I gotta I say, you do a, you do a great job of rivalry rivalry week. Um, and I think like this 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 past week of matchups was a great example of just an exceptional schedule, right? Ian versus Goldstein. Yeah. And it, you know, week twelve is often a very consequential week, right? And we had some great matchups. Um, I I love I love what you did uh, with the schedule this year. So great, you know, hats off to you, Kamish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so, no, you go ahead, Sam. So what I was going to actually say, and I think it really hit me last week when I really started to realize that there's a very strong possibility that I do come in last. And I hadn't given much thought to the beer combine before last week. But now that I know what it is, it scares the shit out of me and I probably wouldn't have made the trades I made knowing how bad that punishment is. And I think it's important that we keep a really tough last place punishment, but as it relates to the first round draft picks being traded and things like that, do you foresee a future where you're going to kibosh that and not allow that to happen? The reason I say no is because and I have to give credit to, like, Christian and Ian this year. Having that first-round pick doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make the right pick. And, like, the team that they have this year, um, is, every pick was executed perfectly, right? And, like, and when you, I talked to Highland about – yeah, sorry, go ahead, Sam. I was going to say, to that point, drafting is important. Because if let's just say they got – let's say AJ had three and they had one or they had two. Let's say they had two and three. They would have had Saquon. And Ezekiel Elliott. And McCaffrey, potentially. Yeah, 100%. So, like, I, I, I'm more of a hands-off owner, right? I'm never going to veto a deal, um, unless it's you, Sam. That prank was pretty funny that we played on you. I know you were bugging <laughs> out about that. A little bit. <laughs> I got a, John the Trainer called me. I haven't gotten a call from him since, like, fucking 2004. But um, he called me and was like, what the fuck did you do? Burr's, Burr's been texting me off the hook. He wants to fucking kill himself. I'm like, all right, man, I don't know. But um, <laughs> no. Listen, I think I think like I'm a hands-off owner, man. You want you want to fucking plummet your team and trade a first-round pick next year? Like it is like that that that's that's your prerogative, right? Like if AJ is trading a first-round pick or a second-round pick, I think AJ is still going to be competitive because he's a, he's one of the smartest owners in the league and he plays the waiver wire well. Do I think Highland's going to be competitive next year? Absolutely fucking not. Do I care? No, I don't care. Let Highland do the fucking combine. I don't give a shit. And that's my thinking about it. Like, 
you kind of make your own bet. Like, yeah, is it, it, does it does it suck that Bird? Like I said, but like Sam, like kind of like you said, it's a crapshoot. Like you could have had one and two, and you could have ended up with McCaffrey and Saquon. Yeah, you would have been in last place. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. I think it's I think it's owner's discretion. Um, and make the right pick if you have the if you have another if you have two first round picks, make the right pick. What's so? What's the cost in your eyes? What's the cost of a first round pick? Um, I think I personally, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think I would ever trade a first round pick. I, I truly don't. Like I, I don't know that. Um, yeah, like I think there's so much that can happen over. Like you could literally have a week like ISIS had last week, where they put up 80 in the playoffs, and you gave up your first round pick. I would feel terrible about myself. Like I really, like I would never be able to forgive myself for that. So I, I don't think I would ever do it. Like the cost to me, um, the cost to me would have to be like an unbelievable keeper plus like a player is going to help you this year. Like, I guess if you went to Weiss and were like, you know, I would like, I'd trade you a first round pick for like Kamara and DK, something like that. Like maybe I would do that, but no one's going to do that. I think it's a dumb you have move. those two guys, you're competing for. I think I think you can. I think you can get creative enough to not include a first round pick. That's my thing. I think you can probably include enough guys, you know, with keeper value, to not include a first round pick. That's the way I think about it. But everyone's I think different. The way I think the way the rest of this year plays out is actually going to have a big impact on future trades uh, regarding draft picks. If if for yeah. some reason Zeke gets hot and carries Highland to a championship, then he made the right call, right? But I, listen, I've had conversations with Highland about this, and he, he valued not doing the combine and not doing, uh, what's our other punishment, caddying. That was worth it for him, for trading a first-round pick. I literally said to him, you might not make the playoffs and you just trade a first-round pick. He goes, at least I won't be in last. So, like, for some people, maybe that's worth a first-round pick, like not coming in last. I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather puke a few. I'd rather puke four or five times and embarrass myself and have a first round pick personally. But we're all adults. So yeah, I did want to actually, and I think as a commission here, we can actually make this decision. I have very strong opinions on consolation brackets. I think it is beyond stupid. I think it hurts the integrity of the league. I think that the caddying punishment makes sense. And I think the winner of the league, if they want to golf, they can pick ninth place, 10th place, 11th place, or 12th place. They can pick one of those people to be their caddy. But a consolation bracket, like if you lose, once you're done, your roster is locked. You can't pick players up. You can't drop players. You're done. That's my opinion. And I would move to say, like, we should not be doing a consolation bracket this year because it impacts the people that are still playing today. And it's, it, that, that, that's just where I'm coming from. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to I, drop yeah. someone. I, sh- I shouldn't be allowed to drop anyone. I shouldn't be allowed to pick anyone up. I agree with that. Um, I say I agree with that. I, I, in the past, I have agreed with that. I, um, listen, I think for, for, you know, I think we were going to get to this point later, but um, I think it's important for the league to – it's important for us to switch things up. I think you can get really complacent as a league. Like I'm in another you know, league with my college buddies. We have the same keeper rules and everything, but the punishment hasn't changed and nothing's changed with that league. And I truly like don't care as much as I do with this league. I think it's important to adapt and do new things. So we'll test it out this year and we'll see how it goes. That's kind of the way I think about it, right? Like if it sucks and people get pissed off and, and you know, I, I, it could happen that like none of the people in the winner's bracket like the consolation bracket and it causes a rift. Um, then we switch it up, you know, but I, I, I think it's important to like try new shit and, and keep growing as a league. Like if we don't do that, we're going to get stagnant and this is going to get boring. So how, how I agree does, with um, you. How does the consolation bracket work? So the bottom the six are all in the, are all in the, all in the consolation bracket. Seven yeah, and eight get seven buys. and eight get seven and eight get by. Yeah, so seven and eight get buys, and I didn't really think about that before we, um, before seven we and eight shouldn't be included. Seven and eight shouldn't be included in the. Yeah, they aren't. Category. Yeah. Yeah, they aren't. They aren't. Um, they aren't. 
So, yeah, I mean, listen, the way I, I want to correct something that you have been saying, like the rules that we had agreed on slash the rules that I had set was that whoever came in last place of the consolation bracket would be caddying. Um, the winner wouldn't choose from the bottom four. It would just be whoever comes in last. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. The reason I say that, Bird, is because when you come in last place, like that sucks, right? You came in last place in the regular season. I think it gives you a little, you know, like Kev's had a shitty season. Like you've had a shitty season. I think like – letting you guys fight it out then for caddying like that kind of makes it worth it for you guys a little bit i don't know i'm trying to think of everybody i'm trying to think of the rich and the poor right now you uh, and Kevin are living on projects like slinging drugs you know like it so, is, you know so cor- correct me if i'm wrong but the loser of the consolation bracket would be whoever loses out right so it would be like whoever loses their first matchup second third whoever after the consolation yes. is 12th place but i'm yes. pretty sure if i won if I won, because let's, let's just assume I'm coming in 11th place. If I won that first week, then I would get a buy in the second week. So seven and no, eight would, would get buys. They're, automat- they're automatically out. Right. So it would basically be of the bottom 10, four. 12 it, place it, nine. It, it's like almost like a, yeah, it's like a semifinals matchup between the bottom four. And whoever the bottom four are like whoever loses those matchups would play each other in like the, in the battle for 12th place. Like, I think, like I think, the way Yahoo yeah. has it set up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So whoever comes in 12th place in the final bracket, yeah. basically if you lose out in the play in the consolation bracket, if you lose right. out in the, in the consolation bracket, you are caddying. And Bert, How are you I think handle something the that you said was, I was just going to say, I think something that you said a few weeks ago is probably the best yes. way to do the waivers where that, like there's no, waiver claims for consolation bracket people. They just get the scraps that the people at the actual playoffs. I will, what, what I will do is AJ is I will lock, I will lock every, I will lock one, once they're out of the playoffs, I'm locking everybody's team. And um, once the waivers pass on Tuesday, I will then have a separate chat with everybody who is on waivers. I mean, uh, everybody's in, in the consolation bracket and I will, I will, handle that separately offline and I will add those players to their roster. I think that's how we'll do it. And by the way, once you win in the consolation bracket, like seven and eight are automatically out. Once you win in the consolation bracket, I'm locking your team. Like you're only, you're, you're only, if you lose in the consolation bracket, like that's the only way you're getting. But seven and eight are safe from punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they should be locked automatically. Yes. Because those games actually mean that, nothing. But it's possible that nine and ten have to play seven and eight the next week. That's what I'm saying. It just it 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 becomes a challenge. We'll figure it out. We will. All right. I'm not worried about it. I'm trying to win a championship, dog. So, I'd like you to stay around for the next um, bit. Where we're going to talk about just the playoff picture. But before we do that, we've actually got breaking news. Pfizer from Operation Warp Speed has just come out with another drug. And I'm personally pretty excited about it. If you have moderate to severe hesabizurnitis, then you probably can't help yourself from sending that meme to the group, despite the fact the last four messages were from you. Think you're funnier than you actually are, and will 100% die if forced to complete a beer combine. Fortunately for you, and others like you, there's Bitch Be Gonorol from Pfizer. Thanks to Operation Warp Speed, our scientists were able to manufacture this magnificent drug in record time that will not only make your life better, but will also provide your friends the peace and quiet they desire when they make their fiancés buy them a house in Hudson, New York. So what are you waiting for? Consult with your doctor today, and don't let he's a bitchinitis control you any longer. Side effects include never speaking with your friends again, difficulty breathing, anal fissures, uncontrollable ejaculation, anal leakage, reduced sperm count, and in some rare cases, death. Bitch be gone or all by Pfizer. Take back your life. Yeah, I mean, like listen, Berger, I know, like, I gotta say, you've been busting your ass on the ads. I'm so grateful, but yeah, you. The you creativity is through the roof. I, I think you can do better, but yeah, okay. I'll give you props for creativity. We'll give you a gold star for creativity. Your hell or high water 30 for 30 was so good. I that played it for amazing. both of my brother in laws. They don't know anybody in this league. <laughs> And they were both dying laughing. Incredible. 
Yeah, that was, this is, that was really I soft. played them for my dad. It's probably the most proud of me he's been since like <laughs> I was playing baseball. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> like eight years. Yeah, no, the 30 um, for 30 was, was solid. It was epic. That one was good. I still love like the Hudson New York ad is still incredible. For me, that was my favorite one that I did. Um, yeah, no, that was good. Okay. So whatever that music would be, like playoff picture. So <laughs> Bomb Squad yeah. has clinched the bye week. They will not be playing in week one of the playoffs. The other bye week spot could be occupied by right now Max is sitting in the second spot. Max clinches a bye if he wins and he doesn't get and he doesn't get outscored by 227 points by Goldfarb. <laughs> so if Goldfarb wins, you're saying there's a chance. And, and Max wins. <laughs> Goldfarb's just going to need to score 227 more points than Max, which Good is happen. doable. But Max, how do you like your chances? Um, I, uh, you know, I'm a little nervous about Jacob this week. I gotta be honest with you guys. Um, I'm excited, man. I didn't see myself. I, I didn't see myself. Uh, You're nervous about Jacob because of his health? Jacob, yeah, his health. His health. Not the team he's playing. Last week. I'm so fucking pumped. Oh, I got that I'm not Booker, nervous about man. That. Like... Yeah. No, no, ACS Booker. That was a good pickup. No, I'm, I, I, I feel okay. I feel okay. I can still get in. I think if if uh, if, if Glenn and Gold, if all three of us lose, I think I still make the playoffs. So I mean, I still make the playoffs. Still get the two seed. So we'll see. Um, I'm feeling good though. But Glenn, so feeling you good. could. But but if you even if Glenn wins and you lose, he's still got to outscore you, not by a lot. Oh no. Exactly. So he has like 11 points on me. Yeah, he has yeah, like 11 yeah, or okay. 10 points on me. So yeah, if I I just have to have like a really good week. I think in that. Yeah. Man, he's got a pre- like. Here's the thing, right? Like, seven. And, I'm almost wondering how the fuck Glenn is seven and five. Like, he's got more points than anybody except for Bomb Squad, right? He he his team basically goes as Derrick Henry goes, man. I yeah. Mean, it, it, if you look at if you look at like the way Derrick Henry's played this year, like obviously he's a beast, but you know it's like Glenn's team's okay, it's good, but when yeah. Henry goes for 45, Glenn wins, right? When he yeah. doesn't, Glenn doesn't win. So Henry's schedule, you know, Henry's schedule is favorable. Insane. Oh yeah, it's I, totally good. Like, and here's my thing, guys. Here's my thing. Like, let's say Glenn loses this week and he somehow falls into like a five seed and plays bomb squad in the second round, and like Derrick Henry's got like a sick matchup. Like, that's tough, dude. That's no joke. I mean, yeah. all you got to do is get into the playoffs, and anything can happen. Yeah. You know, I and, think, yeah, like Dusty, you know, we're talking, Dusty's like, you know, Dusty's like the NFC East winner at this point, right? Like anyone, oh yeah, like 100%. everyone's licking their chops to play Dusty. Yeah, but Dusty, if Dusty wins and you lose this week. He's got to get the bye. He gets the bye and that for his team with Holiday being hurt, with CMC being hurt. Yeah. He probably needs that bye more than any other team in the league. And if he gets it, he puts himself in a position where he can compete um, if those guys come back yeah. healthy. Because CMC is a threat. It's true. Galladay is a threat. I, you know what's funny to me is like all year, a lot of the moves I made, to be completely honest with you, were predicated upon the fact that Weiss has the one of the best teams probably, in, like just on paper, one of the best teams I've seen in the last four years. And yeah. every week, my, the moves that I made trade-wise, waiver-wise – just the considerations I made with my team were based on the fact that Weiss was winning or losing. If Weiss had won a few more games, I think Weiss is by far and away the second best team, potentially the best team. I think he's got the best keepers in the league. Like the, the one-two combo, yeah. like Metcalf is becoming the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it's like in front of our eyes. And he's got – and Sanders is plenty talented. Obviously, his offense totally sucks. He had a shit week last week. But, like, the, 
it's it's tough to make an argument as that any two keepers are better than those two. It's true. By the way, and I just like about, I, me- oh. about Metcalf. I don't know who said it. I think it was Fish was talking about how he's like a combination of Calvin Johnson and To. Let's pump the brakes because I actually decided to watch some Calvin Johnson highlights this week. That guy was the best receiver in the history of the NFL, bar none. There's no one that's ever been close. Go watch the highlights of fucking John Kitna throwing to Calvin Johnson <laughs> with no other weapons. That guy was a he, – he was otherworldly, retired at 30. Yeah. As good as Metcalf is, do not compare him to the god. Well, listen, guys, you know that you know that Calvin Johnson. You know Calvin Johnson's like a sick baseball player. Apparently, I just listened to an interview what? with him. Apparently, he like a baseball. Right? I expected basketball. Baseball player. Was apparently, <laughs> Why do you expect basketball? Filthy. Oh, so, I don't know, Sam. So okay, <laughs> it's 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 getting to dinner. Better time. watch yourself. It's time to it's time to speed things up a bit because we we getting hungry over here. So. Oh, my we're, God. We're at this playoff picture situation. Bomb Squad's got to buy, right? Second spot is completely up for, up for grabs, but it's looking like max, right? I mean, if Berg, if you were a betting man, who's in second place uh, this time next week? Max. I think, I think it's max. Um, and then you Keep got – Keep in mind. I but, man, I would be so up. stoked if, Dutz, if Dusty beat uh, Roman TD. I'm, I'm thrilled. Because there's very few You're scenarios dead. where yeah. – Dusty beats Romantini and I lose. And then I'm not in the playoffs, right? Like I don't sneak my way in somehow. Um, yeah, so I actually, I mapped it out. So I think the most intriguing part is the 5-6 seed. So Highland has far and away the easiest path because I believe he's the one right now with, he's got seven wins. Everyone else below him has six. Yeah. Glenn's team has it- such a tremendous point lead that I'm not even going to worry about it. He's going to make the playoffs. So for Highland, if he wins, He's in. He yeah. makes the playoffs. Wait, hold on. AC- you forgot about the fact. If Roventini outscores Glenn by 197-ish points, uh, then we might have something. Yeah, but even so, then, like, Highland, you have to – I know. Tyreek Hill was on pace for 197 individual points after the first quarter last week. That was stupid last week. <laughs> he was, right? He had 45 points. But that's what first. makes Roventini's team dangerous, dude. That's the thing. Like, they, they have, like, he's got this fucking guy who can go off for 50 points. Like, yeah, but, he, I mean, you don't expect it two weeks in a row. I, well, whatever. Nah, Rose, Rose, Rose team sucks. Yeah, I'm more scared of Derrick Henry. So, if he wins, he's in. If, he, if he wins, if Hasty and Rose both lose, he's in. If Hasty and Rose both win and Highland doesn't get outscored by Hasty by six and doesn't get outscored by Rose by 65, he's in as well. So, his path is fairly easy. Hasty, with a win... And a Highland, sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm just getting confused here. So if Hasty wins and Highland loses and Hasty outscores by six, he makes it. If Hasty wins, Highland wins, and Rose loses, Hasty's in. If Hasty wins, Rose wins, and he's not outscored by 59 points by Rose, he is in. So Hasty has for sure the second easiest pass. Well, let's also say there's a chance that I can lose and still get it. Right. If I lose, correct, and Roventini loses and doesn't outscore me by sixty, as long as Danny doesn't outscore me by fifty, I'm still it. Correct. Correct. That's if I were if, again, the odds would be you and Highland are going to be the five and six seed. That's the odds. But Roventini is right there. He is absolutely right there. Who's he playing this week? Uh, he plays Gold Phoebe. And I fucking hate it. Yeah, I don't love that game. I don't like it at all. Because right now, Rose doesn't have a quarterback. So if I were you, I'd probably look at the waiver wire and figure out who he's trying to take. And you can spend your zero dollars of FAV. Well, actually, let's look at this. So Rose, you know, it's important we're talking about this as a league right now. Uh, Rose is waiver priority 10. I'm waiver priority 9. Let's fucking go. Do you have any money? You got how much money do you have left? No, both of us have zero money. Oh, <laughs> let's go. So then you got it. So, so if I were you, I mean, well, let's just be clear. Number one QB on the wire is Carson Wentz. 
as much as Carson Wentz sucks as a regular QB, I'm pretty sure he's like the 12th highest point getter in fantasy right now. He put up 19. Is he, Colt, he, is, is Colt McCoy he quadrupled, he quadrupled Cam Newton's score last week. I'd be putting in a claim for Wentz if I were you. But that's just I don't, me. Okay, well, hey, let's talk about this for just a second here. Colt McCoy is available. He's insider trading right now. He's projected to score 10 points against the Seattle defense that I think looks a lot better. I'm actually like genuinely, I think Seattle's moving in the right direction on the defensive side. I would pick up Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You got Wentz on the wire. You got Stafford. Two out. Wentz against Green Bay. Stafford against Chicago. Uh, Fitzpatrick against Cincinnati. Though Tua might start. Baker against Tennessee. That's really it. The The truth is you can't claim all of them. Exactly. And then there's Tua, right? Like what about Tua? I think he just sort of got to let it ride. I mean, if there was if there was one if there was one receiver out there and he needed a receiver, I would 100% block him from getting that receiver. But, but that's not the situation. And no. I, I, I'll tell you, I'm not starting Carson Wentz. I'm just not. I didn't say start him. I say keep him on your roster and block Rose from getting him. But does he? I, would I actually want him to start? Well, actually, Green Bay's going to put up so many points. That's the other side of it. It's like. Green, Boy, Green Bay is going to put up so many points on Cincinnati. I mean, on, on uh, Philly. Maybe Carson's just going to sling it. Yeah, I, I think Rhodes can 100% win that game. Um, oh, yeah, he can. Rhodes' pass, by the way, is with a win and a hasty win and a Highland loss, he has to outscore you, Hasty, by 59 points. Yeah. And then a loss and a Danny win – he has to outscore Danny by 17 points, and he has to outscore – no, he's got, he's got six wins, so it doesn't matter. Um, oh no, with a loss and a Danny win, he has to outscore Danny by 17 points and outscore you by 59 points. Because if Danny wins, that means that you lose, but you can still make it in if you outscore Rhodes by 59 if he loses. Yeah. It's complicated. There's a lot of complexity and then, here. And I got to say this, this quarterback waiver wire situation is probably the, the most complicated part, probably the scariest part of all this, honestly. I mean, look, he's going to get someone from the waiver wire. He's going to start someone from the waiver wire. And you just got to hope that that person does not do anything. That's it. This game gotta, comes down to that yeah. waiver wire pickup. You got to hope Carson Wentz gets benched against Green Bay. You got to hope he picks up Carson Wentz and he gets benched, I think. I don't think John's stupid enough to do that. What did you say? I don't think John's stupid enough to start Carson Wentz, just given how bad he has looked and the fact that Jalen Hurts is sitting in the weeds. Well, I'll tell you, I'm editing my waiver priority right now, and the Fitz, the Fitz magic is that That's, number one. Number that, one. That is, that I is, agree, that is who Sam. I would be targeting. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I agree. You've got to target Fitz magic because he's the most dangerous, right? Like, I don't need to win. I just need him not to outscore me by a zillion, right? And so – When is this coming out? When is this podcast coming out, by the way? Is this after waivers? Tomorrow. That's our discretion. Yeah, we <laughs> oh, can beautiful. set it out right now. <laughs> Full It'll set. come out, it'll oh, yeah, come sure. out tomorrow. It's magic. It'll come out tomorrow. Um, so the next part is to not get last place, if you guys do want to talk about that. Yeah. But I want to say something real quick. I, Berg, you and I discussed this a little bit. I can't – Kevin coming in last place is worst-case scenario for the league. Kevin is two things. He is easily the most athletic player in the league. He's the strongest player in the league. He is an ex-professional athlete, and he is also a professional drinker that also runs in his family. <laughs> Kevin is going to absolutely crush this combine. I think that Kevin would probably do this drunk combine better than any of us would be sober. Does that make sense? Mm. I'd definitely run the I'm really, better than anyone. Really, really, really rooting for you to come in last. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I mean, I've been studying this. I, I need David Johnson to stop being Sarami and just come back and actually be able to play after a concussion and not sit in a room for four and a half months. And then I'm going to need Benny Snell, who I should have started last week. Thanks, Hasty, for telling me not to do that. Um, I would have lost anyway, but I'd still have some points available. 
How many points did, did, point. did Benny Snell put up? Me not starting Cleveland's defense two weeks ago really hurt me because that's now a, I'm down 11 crushing. points. I'm down 11 points on Kevin. So Kevin's path is pretty simple. If he loses, he's done. He does the combine. He cannot lose. If he wins, he just needs to outscore me if I lose by 11 points. I am playing bomb squad. I'm not even thinking about beating bomb squad, to be perfectly honest. All I'm thinking about is, is there a possibility that I can score 11 more points than Kevin? Because that's my path. Who does Kevin play this week? Or me scoring. I'm playing against Kevin this week in my mind. No, but who's – oh, Kevin plays Glenn. That's actually a good matchup. They're projected around the same score. Derrick Henry might run for a zillion against Cleveland. I will be rooting. I've got Derrick Henry in my other league. That my other team in my other league, by the way, so, so hot. Yeah, I'm rooting rooting for Kevin too. I think I'll say that I think, um, I, I, you know, Kareem Hunt's been listed on the injury report for weeks now. He had his lowest snap share of the season last week. Little fun fact I heard today. I think Kareem Hunt, like, yeah, Kareem Hunt's been getting stuff around the goal line. But I think they're, like, I heard, and I believe this to be true, like, they're saying, listen, we're going to really ease Kareem Hunt's load, like, getting, like, to gear up for playoff time. Because like he's he's hurting and he's been hurting since since Dallas he's had the groin thing, and the thigh thing it's like just been going the whole time, which could be huge to hurt like for Kevin this week. Kevin getting Eckler back is yeah, that's game changer killer. Yeah, it's a, it really is. It's game killer, and it I don't is. generally do this, but I really do hope that his players get hurt in the first quarter of this game. I don't want them to have career-ending injuries, but I would really – Oh, Kevin's players. Yeah, I would really like them to get hurt Yeah, that's not in-game. Cool. Oh, also, I realized that Glenn's, Glenn's projected to win by one point, but without a defense. So, there's that. Yeah, there's no de- – I'll tell you what. The defenses that are available right now are potentially negative point defenses. Do, so- do, do Tannehill and uh, – and Henry generally have like opposite successful games, or are yeah. they successful? This because like Derek here's Henry what doesn't catch passes, except the one fucking time I played Glenn. It was <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, right? Like this was the back-to-back Sammy recaps week. Fucking Tannehill put up thirty-five or something, and Derrick Henry put up forty-five. That was when Derrick Henry had the ninety-five-yard touchdown run. The worst, like, 45-minute stretch of my life when, like, that game didn't was he ca- I think he caught – didn't, didn't Henry catch one in overtime for, like, 75 yards and touchdown? That was, like, what happened. I think that was what happened. Whatever it was, Brutal. it was fucking miserable. Okay. So, before we get into the betting lines and next week's matchups, I don't have any mm-hmm. other ads um, today. But, Max, I, do, I want your prediction on who is going to win the league. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that if Glenn falls to five, I think that Derrick Henry has the potential to knock off Bomb Squad. I think that the, the problem with Bomb Squad is their quarterback situation is dog shit. It's absolute dog shit. They started a quarterback last week. They got him one point. Um, and I think that Aaron Jones is banged up. I think there are guys that are banged up on that team. And I think that my boy Christian gets cute sometimes. He got lucky with the Cole Beasley thing. I think that he could potentially get it in his own head. I think there could be some rift between those two guys. And I think that in that scenario where Glenn falls to a five seed, I think that they could upset bomb squad. I think there's some omen in our league of the one seed, never winning a playoff game. I think that that could happen, but I think it only happens if Derek Henry is, has something to do with it. Um, so my, it's a tough prediction. I think if that doesn't happen, bomb squad could run away with it. But if Glenn, if Glenn loses this week and falls to five, he will win the league. That's what I will say. That is my bold prediction. I think if Glenn falls to five, he wins the league. Wait, what, what is, Glenn? So, 
So, Max, what do you think it's going to take for AJ to, to take home the title this week? I mean, this, this year. I think, it could, I think if he if, – if after this call, if he slides me a first-round pick, I will sneak him into the playoffs. <laughs> AJ, after. just one little first-round pick. I will adjust – I will adjust I don't something. think he has any left, Max. Um, I don't think he's got any first-rounders left. That's the only one I All right, give me your 2027 first-round pick, AJ, and I got you. Done. Do you think there's any possibility in this world that I can beat Bomb Squad this week? No. No. Um, there's no chance. Yeah, don't understand. Lamical like, no. Lam- no. P. Ryan. No, no. I, I, I think I think Lamical P. Oh. Ryan. Lamical P. Ryan ain't walking through that door. <laughs> the Raiders are fucking bad, dude. The Raiders are fucking bad. Like, can he's you imagine? Oh, he's hurt. I don't oh, fuck. You're fucked. Yet. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Lamical Piran could have been your savior. You're fucking done. <laughs> yeah. I, I you're know. toast, dude. I, I, I need Harrison Butker, my fucking keeper that I got. <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> keeper that was. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, so you're projected to lose by 52 right now, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. But... But, but David Johnson but, might come back, even though he's projected and for zero. And Benny right Snell is projected for five points. Like Connor has COVID, he's not playing. Like yeah, Benny but Snell Washington's will go up to defense 10. is one of the best in the league. And on top of it, uh, Dalvin Cook is playing Jacksonville. Like he will outscore your team. Dalvin Cook is hurt. He, he still might outscore your team. He might, even if he's hurt. All right, on to the betting lines. So. Last week, I went one in five, and now I'm four and eight total. Once again, proving that also I'm the one who makes the handicap, and I'm still <laughs> four and eight. And <laughs> that's really bad. Like I'm the one. I'm Vegas, and you're I'm the Jets of betting. How yeah, always wins, bro. That's 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 why I retired from betting. You went three and three after a six and zero oh start which puts you at nine and three total. So first game this week is an important one. It's Glenn's genius team minus two and a half against cooler heads prevails. Glenn's genius team. If you take him straight up is minus 135. Cooler heads prevails plus 120. The over under is 212 and a half. And Max, if you want to participate in this, feel free. Yeah, Max, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, why don't you? Yeah, I wasn't listening. I, uh, <laughs> tell me, uh, what, what are the, what are those lines again? Okay, so you got we got we got Glenn giving giving Heller two and a half points with a two twelve over okay. under two twelve and a half over under, and it's uh, it's it's Kevin plus one twenty. So I like the under in that game, and. Um, I think it's going to be a classic tale of what's happened this year for Kevin. I think um, I think it's the under, but I think that oh, plus two and a half is close. I think Glenn covers, but I think it's I think it's within five points. Really, uh, I, I'm, I agree completely. Glenn's going to cover. Yeah. I think he's going to hit the under. Apparently, apparently weather's supposed to be bad in Tennessee, so hammering. Uh, I, I think the under in Glenn is good. Actually, you know what? I'm going to switch. I'm going to take Glenn, but I'm going to take the over. Um, there's some good matchups here. I'm going to take, uh, take Glenn in the over. Yeah, I think the big question mark for me is Kareem Hunt. Um, I think if Kareem Hunt scores a touchdown, catches a couple of passes, and gets Glenn higher than what he's projected right now, um, I'm on team Glenn, but I mean, I look at Kevin's roster. Kevin's roster is really not bad. Like yeah. Evan Ingram it's looked not. really, it looked, he looked really good last week. He is, he's probably their number one target out of the backfield. I think him and Shepard are probably the, the one, a one B Daniel Jones. It seems like he's going to play Seattle's defense, even though you think they're coming back, like Seattle's defense is historically bad. Austin Eckler is going to catch, 10 passes like he should be a fucking wide receiver like Kevin's team is dangerous so I'm taking Glenn minus two and a half and the over (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. I'm willing. Um, I should fa- I should fade myself, but um, I got to will Glenn into a victory this week. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to have to. That's, that's uh, my thought. Oh, so the next bet we great. got we got me, uh, Max. I'm playing against Danny Z. Um, Vegas has me at giving eleven and a half. Uh, Danny plus two hundred, and the over under is two twenty seven. Uh, this is a must win for you. I um, must win. I, mean, I love the matchup. Dan, he's got a very outside chance. I, I I I just saw Danny a while ago. We broke bread. We shared some, shared some beers, you know. But let me. I I, I think that I Share think that uh, Adam. No, but we talked about some people sharing one thing. <laughs> um, so. Holy shit! <laughs> what a week. Anyway, um, so <laughs> no, I think uh, Sam. I think I like your matchups across the board here. I, I don't. Uh, I don't particularly. I mean, Latavius Murray at Atlanta. I don't know. Starting Latavius Murray. I know he had a good game last week, but I don't see it. He, I think. I think. You, I think. You, I think you cover. Latavius no. Murray with. I think. Yeah, I think you cover easily. With Taysom Hill, Latavius Murray is more dangerous than Alvin Kamara, right now. And Atlanta's defense has looked a lot better. Atlanta's got a good run defense, though. I mean, I so suffered from that with Jacobs last week. I was reading all about it last week. That that Atlanta's been so much better since they fired that scrub. And even of and it's, it's not just that. Like you think Cooks is a smash play this week, and he's gonna get his points. But Indianapolis is a great defense that's getting people back after an embarrassing loss last yeah. year. Like, like, I can see Tyler Lockett, like, though, having a fucking massive game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But you got, like, Watson against Indianapolis. You got Cooks against Indianapolis. You got Latavius against Atlanta. Like, Melvin Gordon is a big wild card to me. I think Gasicki's going to put up tons of points against Cincinnati. I think Debo's going to do fine against Buffalo if he plays. He was held out of practice today. Um, but I think – and I think Miami's defense is going to put up fucking 30. But I think the real question yeah. is, is, like – what is Melvin Gordon going to do in Kansas city? Because one, their offense sucks. They're not going to be running. And yep. exactly. And two, they're probably going to be behind. So it's just going to be a, like a situation where, and, and Melvin Gordon could put up 10 just on catching passes. He might Dude, say, Philip Lindsay's better than Melvin Gordon. I, yeah, I've, said Phillip, this, but I've Lindsay's said this hurt. all year. Lindsay's hurt. Lindsay's hurt. Oh, is he? So that, right, yeah, he's yeah. out. I think he was declared out. But right. yeah. I mean, Sorry, the Broncos so. will probably score a touchdown. And if they get in the red zone and they get to the goal line, then you might get a handoff to Melvin Gordon. Um, I, I mean, I'm looking at Danny's roster. I actually think Cooks, I think he's worse without Will Fuller because I think the Colts can spend a little extra time on Brandon Cooks and sort of a, like the Belichick model is you eliminate the best player on the other team with double coverages. So if I'm the Colts, I'm focusing all my attention on Brandon Cooks and I'm going to let David Johnson and was it Kiki Kuti? That would be their number two receiver now. I'd let them beat me. Yeah. Melvin Gordon stinks. Latavius yeah. Murray. So, okay, so who do we got? So Max, you got me. You have the over or the under? Yeah. Um, I'll take you and the over, and I, I think you co- I think you cover with. I think you're gonna have a big week this week, Sam. I think uh, I think this will be. I know we talked about feast or famine for you. I think this is gonna be. I think you're gonna feast on Danny. I appreciate that. We'll see. Berg, what about you? What yeah. do you think? I think you'll win. I'm going to take Red Hook Rifle plus 11 and a half. And I think the only way that he covers is if the game goes over. So I will take Red Hook Rifle plus 11 and a half and the over under of 227. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the exact same thing, Berg. I think, I think Danny covers. Um, I think this might be my, my first close matchup of the year going in either direction, and I'll take the over. Cool. And then the final matchup is an intriguing one. I've got Dusty Hopkins and mainstream media's president, who's Joe Biden, by the way, if you didn't know that. OANN and Newsmax still have Trump as the winner, as well as Bryce Bart. But although those are reputable news sources, um, I think they're going to be wrong on this one. That's a pick em. And the over-under is 205. Ooh. That That's is a great an ugly line. game. That is that is almost as ugly as John Calves' wife. Oh, um, oh, 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 oh. Bonzi. I uh, <laughs> this is bad. I mean, oh, I mean, this is real bad. Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I almost think you need to edit that. 
part out. That was in case that ever gets out. That was really mean. I loved it. Oh, edit that. Sorry, I knew that. <laughs> I need that for Danny. That was a Danny shout out. Um, <laughs> uh, who do I like here? Jeez, I mean, this is an ugly. These, these, I don't like either of these rosters very well, much. Well, Galladay is going to be out. Keep this in mind. Galladay is going to be out. Yeah, yeah this, this is brutal. I, I mean, I, I don't even know what the under is, and I like the under. Uh, yeah, I I'll mean, take, I'll, I'll take, take Dusty. Dusty, well. Dusty. Dusty's had a Dusty's had a lucky year. I think. Uh, I, I think this is Dusty's year, man. I think I think Dusty's gonna win this game, and uh, it'll be disgusting. I like, mean, who do you could, start? Uh, like, if we, you're Dusty, right? Galladay's out. Do you start Chase Edmonds and Gus Edwards? Are those your one and two? And like, what what about Johnny? Yeah. Like, Johnu is hurt, isn't he? Like. Didn't yeah, I probably I, if I if I was him, I'd pick up another another tight end. He, you know, both his tight ends both played and put up zeros last week. Yeah, Jared Cook is is brutal with Taysom Hill. Ugh. He's in a tough spot, I, man. Dusty's in a tough spot. Um, at running back, Frank Gore, and is it, I don't know if it's Darnell <laughs> or Darrell Henderson. Henderson, Frank Gore is going to put up for, twenty this week. He'll, he'll put up eight, like he always does every week, because. I don't want to talk about the Jets. Fucking Adam Gates. Yeah, he's been in double digits last year. this guy off the fucking ball. But Henderson projected for 9.4 points. He sucks. Yeah, no, he's been been really bad. He's putting up three points a game. He sucks. Acres Cam Akers, dude. Cam yeah. Akers is a sneaky, a sneaky pickup for Goldfarb. I would yeah, start if I was him. Up. I'd start Cam Akers. Yeah, over too. over Gus Edwards. I think I would. I might even. Yeah, I, I would start him over Gus Edwards. Gus I'd Edwards probably is terrible probably this week. Mike Williams well, has been pretty good. You're he, be, he's another feast of family guy. RG3 is your quarterback. If RG3 is your quarterback, uh, that's that's actually a question I have. Is RG3 is he the quarterback next week for the Ravens or is Lamar yes. Jackson back. I think no, no. I think Lamar's back, right? Isn't wasn't it more of like a logistical thing? I know that he was he was sick, but um, I don't know. I thought I thought I thought Lamar. I think he was tested back positive week, last Tuesday. Lamar. Yeah. And if he has if he's negative, like by today, he should be fine. Yeah. What about Mark fucking Andrews? Can we get him back? I heard he's out for a week. <laughs> We're not talking about your team. Um. <laughs> I'm taking Rose. They got Raheem Mostert for Julio. I'm taking Rose. I mean, I, I just have to look at Goldfarb's recent performance, which has been abysmal. Like, yeah, it's, it's just been bad. I'm going to take Rose and the over, because I think Rose could put up 130 or 140 points this week. Yeah, so, I mean, if, you know, it's, if, a good, it's a good point, though, because I, I also think – sorry to cut you off, Sam. I, no, it's okay. I think that – um. Like a lot of Goldfarb's early success came from came from Russell Wilson being a fucking beast, and mm-hmm. Russ has been off lately, man. So mm-hmm. Eleven points. Tw- I mean, he had twenty against the Arizona, but then fourteen last week. I don't know. It's, it's, until Russ week. gets right, yeah, he's got, uh, quite, he's got a, hell quite a good matchup this, this week. Fun he's fact. probably gonna put up forty this week. If you take Goldfarb's last three games combined, he's scored two hundred points. Like I said, he's sputtering. He's sputtering. 59, he needs 72, that buy and 72. Anyway. If he doesn't get the buy, he's going to get fucking embarrassed. Well, no, he's, he, gets, he gets CMC back and Galladay back. Like, Does he? He gets, he gets McCaffrey back? Is that true? Well, apparently. That's, that's what the word I think if he, gets, if he gets – the buy is so important for him because of those injuries. Jeez, McCaffrey's been – in the games McCaffrey's played, he's been so good. Yeah, I think, I think this has been – I also think Russ is going to put up points against the Giants. Like – We'll see, right? Like, I, I'm going to take Roventini here, and I'm going to take the under. Cool. All right. Well, I was aiming for 45 oh, yeah. minutes today, and it looks like we had our longest show for the fifth consecutive week. Um, <laughs> but this is a pleasure. Don't, AJ, don't edit that, John Cobb. Don't, don't edit that out. <laughs> I think – No, that's staying. That's staying, baby. That's right. staying. I think next week we actually have Christian Fish lined up. Um, I don't know how much wow. longer I can keep I'm busy that doing day. this, though. But um, either way, it's it was I'm blessed to be part of this league. I apologize for the amount of group texts I sent, but I just want you guys to love me. So 
Um, I love you. I love can you. Can we get yeah. can we get Weiss on here? Like, I just feel so bad for that guy, man. Dude, like, that, even, he doesn't want to be even on. Even the, the Monday night I called game, him tonight. He doesn't want to be on. The Monday night game on. was fucking brutal. He lost by point two points, and at that point, we were like, "Well, Wednesday might not happen. Like, Ebron might not even play." That would have it's been. A joke. I was praying that that Wednesday game didn't happen just for the storyline. I would have had more points if Wednesday didn't happen. Weiss would have. Weiss would have lost three games in a row by less than five points combined. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! All right, guys. On that note, that was fun. I'm gonna go again next week. All right, bye. bye. Good luck, everybody.